Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Up first is uh, is this one of those films that I, I, I this is my kind of film. I, I have to tell you, uh, the, it's called A Boy, A Girl, A Dream. Uh, it is a film that was done for probably not a whole lot of money, and we'll find out from the director in just a second, Kasim Basir. But, it, but it's so imaginative and creative, and there's just so many things about this film uh, that uh, restores your faith in cinema. <laughs> And uh, if you if you are wavering at all, but uh, I uh, let me just introduce the director, writer, editor, colorist. Did a whole bunch of things in this film. Uh, that would be Kasim Basir. Uh, and what else did you do that I left out, Kasim? <laughs> I think that's about it. Um, actually, no, I um, I uh, I found myself learning how to do uh, roto roto and um, oh. CGI stuff with with. You know the TV screens and stuff like I've, I put like Donald Trump on the TV at different moments of the film. You know, oh. like uh, in the house and at the diner and stuff like that. So um, photo and tracking. You know, there's there's a little bit of uh, VFX that I, that I did as well. But well, well, yeah, it's I mean, well. Let, yeah. Let, let's just cover the basics. What what the story is, and go ahead. You'll do a better job than I will. So describe what the the premise of the film. It is a uh, it's a love story at its core. A love story about two people who are sort of uh, stuck in different areas in life. One is uh, uh, he, he came to LA with the dream to be a filmmaker, and his dream is slowly dying um, as he got caught into the life of promoting clubs and, and the nightlife scene in LA. Um, and he meets a, a young lady from the Midwest who is um, an attorney. Um, back home, but her job is fairly questionable. Like she, she says at one point in the movie, we represent bad people, and you know, I think <clears throat> I imagine her like at the firm that represents the company responsible for the Flint water crisis or something like that. But she is the first black woman to ever ABC, right? So, like, mm-hmm. you know, she's in this sort of morally questionable place, and um, and they meet, and it's about them going on this journey together through this night. To, to, to really uh, challenge each other and, and, and fall for each other. And one of the one of the wonderful things about the film is there just as you described the challenges involved here, there's challenges on multiple levels. The challenge of uh, establishing communication between people, relationships, there's race related issues of that are challenging and then of course this sort of overarching uh, meta kind of uh, challenge of of a uh, of the election of Donald Trump as president of the United States and what what the sort of foreboding of what that means uh, for everyone uh, in terms yeah. of, of that. So it's a film about a lot of different things at all at, at all at the same time and uh, it is just wonderful. In addition to all of that, let me praise you for the, the actual sort of the the logistics of the film. It's basically <laughs> a one take film. Um, yeah. Although I. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it, it is. It's sort of it. You are in real time following this couple through this evening of great consequence. So, uh, well, let's start with sort of your how the material was. The film, in fact, uh, was it a lot of scripted material in the film, or was it how much of this was improvised? And and uh, and let's talk about the sort of the technical side of it as well. Yeah, so uh, it, the film was always meant to be a one a one take uh, film. Um, uh, it, it, from the beginning, uh, you know, I've always really appreciated uh, films that keep you in the moment. Um, uh, the Revenant uh, is, is a film that that has these long takes where you see Leonardo DiCaprio eating a fish for like three minutes, three or four minutes. You yeah. know that that battle scene at the early part of the movie where the Native Americans come through and, and you, you're on the horse, you fall off, and you find yourself engaged in these in these moments, like, more so than, than you normally would be, and it's because they haven't cut, you know? And so I found that to be a, 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 an interesting way to try to come at this because, you know, that night, I think, uh, and, and right now in our society, it's really easy to look away um, with a lot of stuff that's going on. Um, who knows what you're going to see when you turn on the news right now? It's really uh, troubling in a lot of ways and so for this story I was like I'd love for people to just stay with them in the awkwardness in the discomfort um, and go on this journey with them for real you know and so I wrote it that way initially uh, from the beginning and, and and the script was fairly short in comparison to a normal screenplay around 60 pages which you know normal screenplay might be 90 to 120 pages um, but I knew that we needed time for them to, you know, go from this place to that, um, since we weren't going to cut to inside the nightclub, right? We got to walk there, and they're going to converse while walking. Um, but during that, that period, is like, you know, we have Omari Hardwick, who is a theater guy. He's a poet. He is um, he's quick on his feet, you know. He's on the show for six, five, six seasons, power. Um, so I knew he'd be up for the challenge. And Megan, you know, having done as much work as she has and being his, as witty and quick as she is, um, I, I knew that back and forth would be possible. Um, so, so the moments that were not written, um, they were able to fill them in with, uh, with, with either performance or witty lines of their own. Boy, I'll tell you, they are just a, a wonderful uh, uh at, they're wonderful in this in these roles in these performances. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are terrific. I, I am so proud of what they were able to, to accomplish and what we were able to accomplish as a team. Right, and, and I want again as you as you describe sort of the setup to the film, uh, them how how they are they're at a, in front of a food truck and they and they're and uh, Cass is with his friends and they're sort of gathered there and then uh, Frida walks in and into the scene. And everything about it, it's, in some ways, it's a very quiet film. It's very quiet. Yeah. And, in, yeah. and within that sort of uh, canvas, you're able to, to basically allow for this tension between the two, uh, sexual tension, social tension, whatever the sort of the beginning of a relationship tension, uh, to, to really come up. To really percolate to the front of the film, to the to the front of what we're watching, and it and it gives yeah. it even more weight. I felt like watching their relationship develop. That we, I was seeing uh, a more um, unfettered, I don't know if they're more naked, if you will, yeah. emotions. Yeah. And and it, yeah. it really worked. It really worked exceptionally well. I, I just uh, I, my hats off to you as a filmmaker. It really 
really made the film uh, just become very, as you described it, very immediate, very much a part of the experience. Well, thanks, thanks, man. I, I you know, they, they, <clears throat> that kind of thing is not the easiest to do, you know. And I think it, it's, it was, uh, it was a, 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 a scary going in. You know, I remember the moment before we shot our first take. I just had this overwhelming sense of of terror, <laughs> like. Oh my God! What did we get ourselves into? Because I I felt like the whole time I was trying to convince everyone else that we could do this. Um, you know, it might be the I think the first time a filmmaker, American filmmaker, has done this, or American filmmaker of color has done this for sure. Yeah. Um, so we were just kind of like, I, you know, the whole time it's like, yeah, we could do it. But by the time we got there, I'm like, damn, did I even convince myself that we could do this? <laughs> you know, so it's like, um, but, but it's too late because everyone's here. You know, everything's set up. Everything's ready to go. So I just literally had to, you know, close my eyes and breathe for a minute and uh, put one foot in front of the other and, and go at it. And the moment I saw that first, take on the monitor i was like okay this is this is what this is why we're doing you know and the, and the fear began to drop away and, um the more we the more we got into it the, the better the better it became and by the end of it you know they they both were so and i know you know the scene in the car yeah at the end um towards the end they were both so comfortable at that point you know um in that versus the awkwardness of the first car scene, yeah. you know yeah. it's like uh, and that was a testament to us, us really like getting in our groove and and, uh, and figuring it out. I'm just curious. Uh, I don't even know if I want to ask you this question, but I'm dying to ask you this question. How many days was this shot in one night? Or yes, it was. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, it was. Wow. It's, well, it's crazy. It's, it's literally. It was. It was a move. It's a moving play. It's a moving play. Yeah, it know? is a moving um, play. It yeah. is. It is. Um, it's tremendous uh, rehearsal time. It's you know. It's thinking about everything. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. My DP Stephen Halloran is my DP, uh, and I. He was basically my roommate for you know for a while. My fiance is like, yo, y'all need to go go get another play <laughs> together because. <laughs> You know, uh, but even though she's a collaborator as well, she's a, the co-writer of it, and you know, so we became sort of a family, and we still are, you know. And um, but we had to think about everything, you know. You do. Doing you something do. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, and, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you, the cinematography is spectacular in this film. You manage, manage to capture uh, their the sort of the dynamics of their relationship, the relationship that that Cass has to uh, rock and to the group and to sort of the yeah, how you yeah. how you set all yeah. that up is really wonderful. And then also, it is yeah. these these silences in, in in what's not said, what was left unsaid, uh, in terms of there's a number of key. Uh, plot points in the film and I would you know for people watching the film to me one of the most um, heart-wrenching dramatic sequences has to do with I'll just say uh, the police and 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 then getting into the then getting into the cab and watching Frida's reaction to what yeah, what Cass is going through is trying just, to figure out what to say to him, yes. trying to understand how to yes. work through that. It's it, it, yeah, and watching yeah. and watching him try to process it, and understanding yeah. here we are again, once again here we are. Yeah, yeah, 
And I was, yeah, you know, that go ahead. just gave me chills you, you saying that because, you know, that was meant to be, you know, a lot of times, in a, without giving too much of the film away, like a, a lot of times with, with in our country and we're seeing this stuff with Kaepernick and, you know, we're, we don't, there's, we see the big cases of, you know, the Trayvon, the, the, uh, the Michael Brown, the, the Philandro Castle, and we see the, 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 the following protests and we see people's moms on TV's crying, but I don't know if we ever, if we rarely see, we rarely see these moments right after something like that happens or the, the moments that aren't someone getting killed, but like someone literally having their manhood stripped away from right. them and trying to process what to do with that. Right. The moments after, you know, yeah. and, and then I think they, they really did a wonderful job of capturing that and, oh, yeah. um, and, and adjusting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm watching, watching, uh, Megan Good sort of go through, you, you could see it on her face. You could watch her sort of try to, to reach out to try and figure out the best way to, to talk to him. And, and, and finally, yeah. finally they, they, they share a joke. They share some music. I mean, they sort of begin to break yeah, down. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, yeah. and it just really, it's just a brilliant, this whole sequence. Uh, I mean, there's so many different sequences in the film. They're just really wonderful. And, uh, I want to remind our listeners very quickly that we're speaking with, uh, Kasim Basir and he's the director of a film that's out today in theaters. It's called A Boy, A Girl, A Dream. Let's send people to uh, a boy, a girl, a dream film dot com, and they can find it. I don't know yeah. why it suddenly left. Yeah, we got a really we got a really cool website that triangulates where you are and shows you the theaters that are close to you, right. where it's playing. Right. And, and again, I want to go back to some of the things, uh, the other things, and uh, for a, sort of as a point of reference, uh, the film reminded me an awful lot of uh, Barry Jenkins' film. Uh, Medicine for Melancholy. Medicine for Melancholy, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel really, it's really cool that, that people are comparing our film to, to two Oscar-winning uh, artists like Barry Jenkins and Richard Linklater. Um, with, with, I've heard a lot of Before Sunrise. Um, right, right. I've heard uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Medicine for Melancholy. and Yeah, for sure. Two people um, on a journey together, and I think in... in and especially for, in medicine, you know, two people work to see the same conflicted right, and, right. Uh, and, and need, uh, I think, I think in life in general, like, you know, you might have someone around for 10 years that never says a thing to you that, that really helps you grow, but you meet someone in one day and they could just turn your whole life around, you know, by a few, by a few conversations, you know? Um, and so I think that's what they do for each other and, 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 well, and right, and it's also being open to those moments, right? You can, yeah. or you can yeah. walk through somebody's life who could have this impact on you and your and your future, and never know it. And uh, the fact that right. you've created characters who, with with some reservations, certainly on the part of Frida, uh, and also as well as uh, as with Cass, but just this 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 beautiful breaking down of the of the walls and allowing them to 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 try to figure this out. It's just a, I just, yeah. I just, uh, I just love this film. No, I, I really appreciate you saying that, man. And, you know, I think that's, that this is one of the reasons why the election night was so important for it being on that night, because I think that night, whatever side you're on or whatever you believe, that night was definitely one of the most polarizing in, mo in our modern history. And it, I think a lot of people were taking inventory 
on where they are, what they really believe in, who they are, and it, and it made possible for some of these conversations to happen um, in a way that they might not have if it was not that night, you know? This is a beautiful film. Thank I barely you. even mention, and this is criminal of me not to have said anything, it's about Omari, Hard, Omari Hardwick and Megan Good are just absolutely spectacular in this film. They did an amazing job in these roles. Yeah, they did. So, they really did. They really did. So I, I think, and you know, I'll, I'll say this, man, I think <laughs> with with everything happening right now, in our, and not only in our country, but around the world, man, I think to, 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 to have a love story of two people coming together. Um, I, I say this as, I call this a, two people coming together at a time where the country was kind of dividing. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I feel a lot of ways about, you know, it, it, it pains me more than anything to see what's happening uh, in this day, you know, in this day of, of you know, people just kind of going, uh, uh, coming at each other and talking about the other side, you know, um, right. and and not really talking to each other, you know, right. Um, right. which is where I think we're really going to potentially make progress. But I think, you know, to put a movie out there about people coming together, maybe, you know, maybe it'll say something to folks, you know. Well, I, I, yeah, I hope so. I hope this gets the traction it deserves. And I will say there are so few events in our sort of in our society today where we're, we see all of us see this this event unfiltered in the way that like uh, like the election of Barack Obama, like 9-11. There aren't many right, things. Right. There, there aren't many things in our country now that we see without a filter of people telling us what we actually saw or how we should have seen right. it and and the presidential elections and major you know events like 9/11 are those few things and it's important you're absolutely right for us to be able to to be able to talk to one another and and share our feelings about this in addition to the sort of the uh, their their burgeoning love story. I hope uh, from from all of this. Yeah. So, uh, my my congrats on this. The film opens today all so over much. all over L.A. and in Orange County as well, and I'm sure beyond. Go to a boy, a girl, a dream film dot com to find out more. Uh, Kasim, thank you so much for being yeah, part of this. Thank you, yeah, thank you for, very this, for this conversation. It was wonderful. Oh, thank you, man. Take care. We'll see you soon. All right, you too. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.